Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at CommonGroundMinnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at CommonGroundMinn. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at CommonGroundMinnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. What time is it? Hey, welcome back. All right, you Here guys. We are. we are the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. You're Stephanie Hansen. We are. And we are the Weekly Dish. Uh, we do have Anne still on the line from the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, so we want to take her question. Anne, what's going on? Are you there, Anne? Yeah, I have a question, or would appreciate your comments about using cash to tip like i tend to do that so then they get to choose what they tell the government they've earned that day <laughs> and i can't tell if i'm just making my life complicated by having to have cash yeah or, i was gonna say like, <laughs> like if it's actually a valuable thing and well, i'm wondering if you have insights that's a really good question it's hard it's a hard one and i understand and i know that people say tip with cash there's a lot of people because then they get to keep more of it in theory theory and that's just taking from the government. And But I also feel that there are people who want to pay taxes. Like, they need to claim their actual dollars in order to, like, qualify for car loans or for mortgages and mm-hmm. things like that. So I do think, like, legally, they, I mean, you should claim your tips. Like, if that's your wage, claim your tips. We all have to pay, like, you know, taxes on our wages, I feel like. So I am definitely, I don't ever, and I used to be someone who lived off cash, but... That's sort of in my mind, but there are a lot of people who think otherwise. So, My sister's a server, too, and one thing she mentioned to me that I hadn't even thought about was if you tip on a credit card, the 
for certain percentages reported through the government, oh, through the restaurant. Yeah, no, so it's for her, it's trail. almost like easier because then she just gets this line that says your tipped wages and that's yeah. what she gets based her tax base on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm, the majority of people do pay on credit card. And then that, because it is trackable, that is how the government knows how much you should be. I mean, like it's there. And in fact, many restaurants have moved into a space or they did before the pandemic where like the more professional restaurants, like people at Manny's, you know, they're not they're not getting twenty dollars on the table. Right. We all know this. Right. Here's a weird thing that. But hold on. Let me finish this point. So what they're doing is they're getting it on their paycheck. So it's not they're not getting tipped out every night. Like you're thinking traditionally in the old ways where we gave you 20 bucks. And then like at night you're like, here's $20 to my server. Here's $20 mm-hmm. to the tipper or the bus boy. So they're not doing that because it's hundreds of dollars. They're getting it on their, on their paycheck. So they're getting a normal paycheck every two weeks based on their tips. I had a weird situation that I wasn't going to talk about and I won't say where it happened, but I went to a place. I I was with four people and someone else was paying the bill and we ordered salads and we sat down and we started eating the salads and my neighbor says, Oh, I don't, did you get a lot of dressing on yours? It doesn't seem like there's enough dressing here. And we had the same salad. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, I'll go up and get some more dressing. I go up, I go, can we get some more sesame dressing? Sure. Comes in a little rant, like a little plastic Ramican. container thing. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so that's 85 cents. And I go, Oh, okay. Well, I don't have any cash. And she goes, oh, well, do you have a credit card? We just take credit cards. And I said, no, I don't, actually. Um, I can check with the person that paid for the lunch. I said, or I had a dollar in my hand. Um, I said, I can give you this dollar, but that's, you know, do you want this dollar? And she goes, well, I only can run a credit card. Do you have a credit card? No, I don't have a credit card, but I have this dollar. How about I put this dollar in your chip jar and you give me the dressing. And she goes, well, I'm not doing that. And I go, okay. So I said, then you're going to make the decision to either give me the dressing or not give me the dressing. What do you want to do here? And she goes, I'll just give you the dressing. Hands me the dressing. And I go and I sit down and we finish eating and we leave. I thought that was really weird. Did you put the, did you put the dollar in the tip jar? Yeah, I did. Okay. But I thought that I could understand like her point of view. That is but someone I'm, who's been told. And I'm standing there and I don't have a credit card. Yeah. So your choice is either to say, sorry, I can't give you the dressing without charging you 85 cents or you can give it to me. Right. But like holding me up as I'm trying to. She's been told she doesn't have power. She's not a person who is empowered. But there's three people on the line. So someone there should have been able to see what was happening or they should be trained or whatever. If you decide as a business only to take credit cards, I imagine this happens. Yes. I am so I assume too. I'm just saying it's more likely that this person has not just it's still fresh. Like we're yeah. not we're like I mean and we're like I'm less a than jerk. a month and a half of being yeah. open for business and most people didn't come back to the industry, so we have a whole new fresh crop of industry people. You have to look, change your expectations. And I'm I I'm hearing you and maybe I'm a jerk and I think I might have been. You were but I a little bit. But uh, but also the they were not necessarily not a jerk. Like they should have just been like, Oh, bummer. Here's the dressing. But the fact is, is that, again, this is a person who was not empowered. They thought to do that. She was obviously hampered by rules. Oh, see, that now she'd I'm been feeling given. like a creep. Yeah. And she was like, she didn't know what to do at that moment. Here's what I want to do. She should or here's what happens. Empowered. I don't want to go there again because that was so uncomfortable. 
And if they're if you haven't you're trained your wait. person to not be that empowered to be fighting with me over an eighty five cent okay, cup of dressing, okay. But it also takes then, time to teach empowerment, and it takes time. It just takes. There's so, like we are not I back know. to normal, and you need to stop assuming we are. Stop it. We are not back to normal. Okay. 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 I'm still working <laughs> through it, but okay. Okay, we're gonna do a top two in hour two. Give him the old one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two, the top two. Pick your best two in our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right, this is the time of the show where we talk about a couple things that we are super in love with, mildly obsessed with, thinking about all the time. This week, what do you got? What's your first one? Um, okay, a new coffee roaster in town that has really good coffee beans. The Edina Coffee Roasters. Oh yeah, I liked their beans very much, and. I'm a little finicky. I'm finicky about coffee. I really like a dark roast coffee. I want it to feel like almost like espresso. Yeah. Espresso. Sorry, I said espresso. Stephanie gave me the eye. I did so not. You know. I didn't have time to give you the eye. <laughs> espresso. I really want like a good, hearty, dark, delicious cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. So when I first got the beans, I was like, oh, these are blonde. Like they're not oily, like the dark ones. It's going to, but they really. You know, coffee is a weird thing. And I drink a lot of coffee and I like coffee and there's a lot of bad coffee. Yeah. These beans and they had different flavors. I had three different kinds. And while they weren't like my first cup of coffee, morning coffee, they were really delicious. And they were like great, like later on in the day cups of coffee where they weren't so like acidic. Yeah. I really noticed for I feel like one of the first times in my life like these really subtle variations in this coffee and it was enjoyable. Okay. Edina coffee roasters. I okay. thought they did a good job. And it's, where is it in Edina? Uh, I'll find out. Okay. Cause right it is here. a shop itself or are these beans that you're buying from somewhere? Uh, let's see. Where did you go or did they send them to you? Uh, hold on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, we're going to... I ordered them. Um, we have like one minute in this segment left. Okay, I ordered them online. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one of Mini Row Market, yes, which is that, that cute little market in Hopkins that I love. They posted a picture of a... Um, they posted a picture of a muffaletta sandwich, and I literally drove over to get it. Like, I, saw I it. was literally like, and I, was like I Steph's so on that. needed a muffaletta sandwich with an olive tapenade and a little jarred, little pepper mix. It was just a perfect size. And it was like, and I'm going back for the spicy, hot, spicy beef sandwich. I'm excited by that because they've got some redhead uh, creamery cheddar on there. Yum. So, anyway, they have a great little deli offering sandwiches and breakfast sandwiches and all sorts of stuff right in downtown Hopkins. Okay, what's your second one? Okay, my second one is the dips from Gardens of Salonica. You can now buy them at Lunds and Byerly's. Okay. So the mez. I didn't know that. She's got her hummus. Yeah, she's tzatziki. Got tzatziki. She's also got the eggplant one that's called Mitzina. Melanaz- Melan- that one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Now you're like, Melanaz and Melanaz and That one is also there. Yeah. They're in the, like, deli section where the hummus is. Yeah. And I just think she is an underrated restaurant. It's a, oh, one of the totally. best Greek restaurants oh. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Gardens of Salonica dips mm-hmm. at Lunds and Barley's. Yay. Okay. And my second one is just that we're going to talk more about this probably next week. Um, but uh, the sous chef is finally going to be open very, very this soon. Week, so. I know. Are you? Well, we're all going on Thursday. I okay. Like, so one of the days. Yeah. So, um, but that'll be kind of exciting. Um, and it'll be great because I have to tell you guys, the space is 
very, very cool. And um, I don't know if you saw the sneak peek that I did of it, but it's really, it's like the entire upstairs is a terrace. The downstairs will have, you know, walk-by seating. There'll be, you know, there's like bar seating and stuff inside. They're doing indigenous wines. There's indigenous plants planted all over. And they're all labeled with the Dakota name first and the American name second. You're going to learn stuff. And I love what Dana told me that she said, you know, she's all about this passive education, which is like, you may not know anything about them, but you may stumble in off the river, see people having a beer and a salad. And so you're going to go in and have your beer and a salad. And all of a sudden there's this name like Wakata on the salad. And you're like, what's Wakata? And then she's, your server's going to tell you. And then all of a sudden you're going to know something about indigenous culture that you didn't before. And I love that because it's, it's all be- around us and we don't spend enough time digging into it in my mind no and it's going to be very interesting and be clear about this no dairy no butter no wheat nothing that because it's that's not on the menu because it wasn't grown indigenously in the area so this is what's going to be exciting to me i i mean limits on menus to me are the way that we get more creativity I'm i like it no butter wow no butter hazelnut oil though i don't or know nut oils we'll see yeah we'll see what he does all right, you guys, that is our top two in hour two. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about how to do cool things in the kitchen on the hot days. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. Are you thinking of buying a house this year, but you've been deterred by the crazy market? This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and I moved in the last year, and my experience wasn't crazy. In fact, it was pretty great. I love my new house, and it would not have happened without the help of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. Carrie and Sue will work with you to help you find the perfect house. They know all the tricks of the trade so that you can get the home you choose without necessarily paying the highest price or overpaying. With mortgage rates being at historic lows, people are qualifying for higher priced homes, but with lower payments. Carrie scoured the neighborhoods I wanted to be in to make sure I was one of the first folks in the houses. I probably went through 50 houses last summer and the market moves really fast and there's a lot of negotiating and you have to be ready with agents that know what they're doing to get a great price, but also the terms you want for inspection and move-in dates. Each time you go through a home, you're going to deal with either Carrie or Sue directly. They don't hand you off to someone else. I had a great experience. So find Carrie Aux to C-A-R-R-I-E and Sue Durfee at CarrieAndSue.com if you're buying or selling a house. All right. Well, again, in the conversations that we have during the break, I have learned I'm a real jerk for trying to give a dollar for the 85 cent dressing that I couldn't pay for with a credit card. So... Now, that's not the point, and that person didn't say that. So It's fine. I probably am a jerk. But I guess if I'm just, because we were talking about this during the break, it's just challenging. It's challenging, you know, because you're trying to do the right thing, and yet the service that we're getting everywhere is not so great. I'm going to come back and say that, again, I will tell everybody that it's okay that you're not... Like if you're still stressed about your job and if you're still like you have brain fog and you can't really figure out how to get into things. And it's also okay for servers and people to have that same feeling and not really be ready for all the rest of us who are ready to party. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see that there were 12,000 people in Arden Bayfront's Park Bowl for the hairball? No, it was literally like body to body. It's a huge concert up there, a heavy metal, not heavy metal, but like a rock concert. Uh, so anyway, okay, this is why we're here. Good people to (laughs) remind you of why we're jerks in the restaurants. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
speak, changing gears because I really haven't even been going to restaurants because all I've been doing is cooking. You have been cooking like a fiend. And all of your pictures are top down picnic table pictures. No, they're not. Yeah, I'm just saying every time I flick my feed, I'm, walk, I'm looking at your picnic table. It's a good thing. It's not a criticism. Oh, but then now I'm like, wait, because I'm taking pictures for the cookbook. So do I need to change up the angles? I mean, no, no, I'm just saying okay. I see you cooking like crazy. That was I my am comment. cooking like crazy. So much so my hair is falling out. Is, is <laughs> That's probably something else. It's also else. summer, you know? Does your hair fall out in the summer? Yeah, because you don't need it. Because doesn't it get thicker in the winter? Oh, that's probably true. Like yeah. animals. Yeah. Like we shed like dogs. Yes. Okay. So it's hot in your kitchen, people. It and is what hot. do you cook when it's hot in your kitchen? Because I've been up at the lake and I want to cook, you know, hearty things or I want to make cookies or I want to do these things. I tried to make cookies because I have a cookie recipe in the cookbook. I set two sticks of butter on the counter in the morning and I came back to them at two o'clock. And they were so melted and gross, I couldn't even use them. Oh, so I was really? like, okay, don't try to make cookies at the cabin when it's 95 degrees. I'm going to pass on that, yeah. I've wanted that. I've been like wanting brownies and stuff, and I'm like, last thing I'm going to do. Yeah, it's too hot. I should have made you brownies. I know. Anytime, anybody, I mean, like literally brownies. Okay, maybe next weekend, because I have a jam. recipe that I'm working on that is a uh, coffee salted brownie. Oh, good. Does that sound good? Don't go so heavy on the coffee, though, right? Like, it should be a lilt, right? Okay. And you and I drink a lot of coffee. I mean, like, I'm yep. with you on the coffee, but when it gets into the baked goods and it gets too heavy, like, I just want it to be, you know, present. I don't want it to be overly... I want to don't feel like I'm drinking coffee when I'm biting my chocolate. You guys, this is exactly what it's like when you write a cookbook. Yeah. Every single person in your life does oh, what you just you, did. Yeah. And you get to do it because you're my radio partner right. and we talk about food. Right. But now times it by 10. Yeah, no, and no. your husband weighs in, and your sister weighs in, and your mother-in-law weighs in, and your daughter weighs in. And by the time you're done with that day and the th- four things you've cooked and then had to write about and then had to change the recipes to amend them to meet the tastes of all these people, you're just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. It's tough. Uh, but you're doing it for other people. You're putting a cookbook together. For other people. So in a weird way, it's good. It is. It's it helps gonna you be so it's not just your brain. It's to our family when right? it's all said and done. That's yep. good. Okay. So when it's hot in the kitchen, what do you want to cook? I I am I literally am making like hard boiled eggs to put on salads. Yeah, we did some of that. That's all I'm doing, and it's like that's my protein, and that's and I can't I like I cooked bacon, you know, in the house, and that was I was like, oh, that's why I got to make sure the windows are open, or you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, otherwise, it's like I'm grilling things like everybody else. But I'm not. I did like, fry chicken on the grill. I'm. I know you did. I saw your chicken, and I was absolutely dying for it. It I was, was really so good. Jealous of it. I wanted it, but I'm not going to fry chicken on the grill. I yet. did it on the grill, and it wasn't. And that's the only way you can do it, so that your house doesn't smell. Yeah, and I just don't like frying in the house too much, especially yeah. in the summer. I mean, I don't know. It's the smell just stays in there. It does. It really does. Here's some ideas for you, though. Okay. So what you hit on is saucepan. So you can fill a saucepan with water and heat it up and that doesn't heat up the house too much. Mm -hmm. So whether you're doing hard boiled eggs, I like to do the spicy cold peanut noodles. Oh, so you're just going to make a peanut sauce. You're going to heat up some spaghetti. You're going to make a peanut sauce and then you're going to refrigerate it. What I like about spicy cold peanut noodles is you can use any garden vegetables with them. Mm -hmm. So you can chop up kale and put it in there or you can serve it on a bed of kale you can put uh, any kind of pepper in there you want. I have been just going crazy for pickled radishes this summer because yeah. I don't love just a plain radish. You like them with butter and salt, and we did eat a lot with butter and salt, but then I had a whole nother row that I was pickling to use in various dishes. Yeah. 
So using a pickled radish is good in a spicy cold noodle salad. I can I just say a minute with the cold noodle salad. I don't know why I never get behind them. I don't. I eat noodles. I love noodles. We eat so much ramen. I don't know why. Why I've never. I don't really know. It seems like it would made. be your jam. I know. And like I'm easy. just saying. That's so strange to me. Like you just said that, and I totally was like, it just. I've never done it. It's so good. I know. And I think it's I'm easy. gonna have to do it this maybe tonight. I think I'm. Yeah, cold noodle salad. Okay. Uh, the other I'll thing that's really easy to, and I know you make this, is the quinoa Greek salad. Okay. So again, a saucepan, you're heating up some quinoa. You're just going to put in carrots, or excuse me, not carrots, tomatoes, cucumbers. Add feta if you want. You don't need to. Mint, parsley, whatever fresh herbs you have, boom. There's a great salad. Yeah. Um, lemony, lentil, and chickpea salad. So just chickpeas or lentils yep. mixed with a lemon or a lemon, olive oil, vinaigrette, maybe a little Dijon mustard. Again, a ton of fresh herbs. If you want to add a protein, you could. If you want to add goat cheese That's or feta. That's my thing is like trying to figure out the proteins to go with my things because I don't, I feel like I have to cook something to make the, pro- and I should be doing the batching, you know, or do, do the Instant Pot and then, you know, put yeah. it in later. But I just haven't been. We have a call. Do you want to take it or do you want to wait? Yeah, we'll take it. Um, go ahead. Because we only have one minute left. So, All right. Let's hear the. She can ask the question yeah. and then I'll answer it on the other side. Hi. Are you there? Hi. Yeah, Hi. I'm here. Quick hey, question. I have an idea. Okay. The ladies, for a cool, a hot day dinner is gazpacho. And I use um, Ina Garten's recipe. And it is great if you have a herb garden. Because you can put in uh, fresh mint, jalapenos. Love it. You Love can it. grill up it some bread. That's so a great yeah. way to use garden produce, too, when I you have a lot of cukes and tomatoes. I have a recipe a for that in the cookbook. Good call, lady. Basically. Instant Pot Risotto, too, is another good one. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my instant pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type Sitka Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Welcome back to the weekly dish. We have a guest and like we're scrambling because we haven't had a guest in studio for 18 months. You're jumping. You're like, you're like, let's like go. oh, I gotta okay. go get the guest. I and I go, okay, oh, yeah. and there's no chair, there's and then there's the a sweater on the I chair. Know. and yeah. Anyway, so here we are. So welcome, Zach McCormick from Beer Dabbler. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I mean, honored. It literally had to tell the. Uh, are you on? Yeah. I literally had to tell the uh, the guy, the security guard. I'm like, I have a guest coming. He's like, what? <laughs> he did kind of give me a little look. Like, wait, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, breaking your um your I guess uh, like uh, 18 month. Yeah. yeah. With me. <laughs> I feel yes. Very yes. The first pickle out of the jar, friend. Wow. <laughs> And I even gave him some rhubarb coffee cake. I know. That doesn't happen every day. We should level set. That's not going to happen every time. No. Because so if you come in studio, yeah. sometimes we just give you a chair. Yeah. 
Sometimes barely that. Doing, doing a little treat here, a little beer for yes. some coffee cake. I This is a good treat for me. I'm telling you right now. So, okay, Beer Dabbler is one of those things that we kind of worried was never going to come back because of the pandemic. We were a little worried, too. I bet you were. <laughs> yeah. And then now you are. And not only are you back, but you're doing innovative stuff. Thank you so much. So, yeah, we, we got a whole summer full of events here uh, for us. And the one that I'm really excited to talk to you all about today was something that we actually kind of came up with during the COVID times, right? Yeah. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to have a full summer or the festivals. So we decided to uh, try to come up with an event that was going to be like a seated event that was going to be a little easier to enforce things like mask rules and all that kind of stuff. This was in the spring before... Before we knew we Yeah, we vaccination rates started climbing. And um, we had kind of come up with this concept um, that we are now calling the reverse beer dabbler. We decided to have it still this summer, even though we can still have our traditional festivals because it's such a fun idea. So... The way that I've been describing this to folks is, you know, y'all are foodies on this show, so hopefully your audience gets this. It's kind of like if a beer festival was had a service style that was like dim sum or like a Brazilian steakhouse, like I a like cool. chow type yeah. thing. So you're going to be seated at a table. Um, there is uh, meals. There's a brunch and a dinner session. This is happening on August 7th at Keg and Case Market. The mm-hmm. dinner session is already sold out, but still got some tickets left for the brunch session. Um, so there's a meal with it. But uh, the cool thing about the beer service is you're seated. We have 16 different breweries and cideries roving the grounds pulling these uh, giant, like, soup-up radio flyer carts, basically. They're made by a company called Gorilla Carts. They're going to be full of ice and beer, and you're going to have a little indicator on your table that basically lets you say, green light, I want more beer. I want these breweries to come by and talk to me, pour me some samples, or red light, we got enough uh, beer here on the table for right now. Keep on rolling. This is the churrascaria. Like, this is exactly yeah, like exactly. the Brazilian steakhouse. I love this. So I don't remember who in the office came up with it, but we just thought, wow, this is really fun. I, I think people who like the idea of sampling a bunch of different beers and ciders but don't want to do the whole, you know, massive crowds, um, lining about, up. Yeah, yeah beer, the beer festivals, I love them, but it is that thing where you're like kind of like waiting in line. You're spending all the time yeah. waiting in line. Why I hate them. I know. And like, it's I like, want to learn about the beer right. and I want to. You drink the beer and, and I love bad. the beer dabbler because yeah. it's fun and you see all your friends. But I end up with one four ounce pour usually after four hours of being there because I won't <laughs> fight the lines. Yeah. Well, I always feel bad because I'm at the front talking to the people. And yeah. so I'm always like, I'm holding up the rest of the line. But I love the idea of being seated and having them and then I can just chat them up and they can decide to go. And that's yeah. exactly what we wanted because we realized that so many people want that experience of almost like a tour or being able to yeah. talk with the brewers, the brewery reps, and they just don't get the chance because everybody's trying to get samples poured. Yeah. Um, it's a hectic environment. So and it's thought, a really different yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I can see this opening up a whole new interested patron for you that's personally what we're for yeah. yeah yeah that's true cuz you, know, you do only... have your beer festers and they're dyed in the wool beer festers and i like i've fested yeah, but i, I feel like <laughs> I, maybe my festing at 50 is <laughs> Well, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving into a new type of environment. Best My dad's a big craft beer guy, but he's not necessarily always, well, this is actually a, a bad indicator because he totally loves lining up at Beer Fest, too. Yeah. But yeah. he's also, you know, maybe more interested in like, hey, I could sit down, I could have a meal. Both of these um, different events, the brunch and the dinner session, are catered by uh, different restaurants from the uh, kind of Brian Ingram restaurant group. So we sure. have breakfast from Hope Breakfast Bar for the brunch session and the dinner session is um cantina Woodfire grill right there at keg and case great and it helps i think put the emphasis a little bit on pairings too which yeah. so many of these beers 
you know, they're really the style of beers that these breweries are doing is just crazy amazing these days. Yeah, right. And so we figured this would be a great opportunity for folks who want a little bit more laid back, a little bit more chill version of the festival um, to be able to still experience a really fun Beer Dabbler Festival. So, so you'll probably do a couple of these. We're think? hoping so. Yeah. The, 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 again, the dinner session's already sold out. The brunch tickets are still available, um, but they're going fast. And you can sounds, find that on beerdabbler.com? Beerdabbler.com. Okay. Yep, exactly. It'll be right there on the homepage. Um, but yeah, so if that sounds interesting to you, we'd love to have you for this one, and we we hope we get to have more of these. Yeah. Um, that's the plan anyways. But so. you are still doing dabblers. We are still doing the traditional beer festivals. So this summer we have the Pride Beer Dabbler, which is happening Next Friday. Yes. Woo. Yeah. It's coming up quick. I know. My kid is so excited. She's first. This is her first legal 21-year-old dabbler opportunity oh, at Pride. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is really great. Jones and for it. We have a brand new venue this year that yeah. we are so excited about. Um, previously, we've held it across the uh, freeway there at the uh, Loring Park where you know Pride is normally held. But this year, we had the opportunity to move over into the Sculpture Garden, which is going to be that is interesting. so cool. Like we, you know, we've always been big fans of like what, you know. Uh, the music festivals that have yep. happened over there and all that jazz. And we've always wanted to be able to have a beer festival in the Sculpture Garden. It's, you know, regulations, all that kind of stuff didn't work out. This year, we opened up the opportunity and we're so excited. It's going to be a beautiful backdrop. You're going to be able to sample your beers uh, while you're looking at the, you know, iconic skyline and yeah. the uh, cherry and spoon in the background. And Pride Beer Dabble is such a fun event for us. It's, you know, all of our beer festivals are, are really fun in their own ways, but Pride has this community behind it. Yeah, it's it just so passionate and like, um, and it's great to be able to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community in beer because I don't think people always think about it. No, and I think that that was one of the things where I thought you brought when you guys first launched Dabbler at Pride. Yeah. I mean, Pride had been going on for a long time, yeah. and you know, we kind of, you know, like you know, when I think the first time I went with my son, who's gay, it was like there mm-hmm. was I don't think it was I think it was before you guys did stuff, and I was like, I wish there was somewhere to like hang out here and that's what yeah. i think you guys brought this sort of little ability to like not be at a bar in a restaurant but be still among and hanging out like it, i thought that was great totally we um we love being able to be part of the pride weekend festivities yeah. you know it's in july this year rather than june but it's i think it's still going to be a magical experience i mean this state has such an amazing lgbtq community yeah. they are so creative, the, the outfits that people come up with, and honestly, the beers that these breweries yeah, bring. Yeah, they make special beers for yeah, this event. Yeah, exactly. And um, so this year, our, our theme is Pride Icons, which is always fun to see what breweries come up with. Yeah. I know, like, Modest is, uh, they're uh, collaborating with a new nonprofit that some of their um, employees just started that's to help LGBTQ folks within the, uh, the craft beer community. And that's just one of these amazing different uh, special edition beers that people yeah. are coming out with. So we're really excited for that. The event. collaborations too. I mean, like the fact that that's one thing that the brewery, the craft breweries in Minnesota are so good at it. Yeah. Collaborating with each other, collaborating with organizations, and it just brings a richness to the tapestry, I think. Absolutely. It gets people involved in kind of the, you know, social justice, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. message that we're trying to do here, which is, you know, Love is love. Love we're is trying love. To being, trying to be as inclusive as we can. And so that event is, again, next Friday. So that, and you still have tickets for oh, that plenty one? Plenty of tickets available for that one, so come on down. And what um, is the ticket price for that one? Uh, that one is going to be, it's $50 in advance, and then it is $6 day of. Day of. Okay, so, so you could foreseeably, maybe, if they don't, because you yeah. guys sell out usually before. Um, With this event um, at the bigger venue, we oh, aren't. Oh, have anticip- more tickets. Yeah, we do have a little yeah. bit more tickets available this time. So um, come on down. Uh, we're, we're, we're selling, um, usually what we'll do is we'll sell online day of, but we won't usually sell at the gate for this event just because it's a little tough to coordinate yeah. that. So um, if you're interested in coming, even if you decide you want to come on Friday, just head over to beerdabbler.com. That's okay. the place to do it. I love it.
Yeah. Okay. So now in the the reverse, how much is the reverse dinner um, or brunch? The, the reverse beer dabbler is seventy five dollars, and that includes the uh, meal that okay. goes with it. So um, we sell them in tables. So it's a little more complicated than that. Just go on the website, and they'll kind of explain the math. Okay, Zach. I'm going to give you one more hard question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, love it. But what is in your mind as we're looking at craft beer? What yeah. is the biggest, most important trend? that we're looking at right now with craft beer. I think one of the cool things that we're seeing is folks um, shifting away for, from the dominance of the IPA format, which is great. Everybody loves IPAs, but I think a lot of breweries are realizing that folks want um, flavors that are maybe less hop focused, right? So you're finding stuff that's maybe a little lower ABV, maybe that has a cool um, sour, tangy, fruity type of element to try to bring in um, drinkers that aren't necessarily like they like beer, they like the idea of being part of a local craft beer scene, but they the hops burn them out. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see more okay. options for those folks. Okay, and then how do you feel about hard seltzer? <laughs> I love it. Do I just you? I just had a funky one from Blackstack in the office the other day. That was a they're like smoothie seltzers, right? Yes, Seaport. the smoothie seltzer is the thing of summer. My dad is going to be so disappointed when he hears this on the radio <laughs> yeah. because he's the classic craft beer. It's yeah. got to be you know a, he a wants big stout. Or, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and you know I'm a little bit I'm the you know the next generation. I'm I'm cool with You're everything, open. right? Yeah. It tasted like a like a fruit smoothie. Smoothie juice bottle, yes, but with uh, booze in it. I'm excited for that. Fair State has one, the Fruity Boom. Yeah, and those then, are delicious. That's delicious. And then I haven't heard the Black Stack. Um, they got so. a couple different ones on offering right now. I honestly can't remember the name of the okay. one, but uh, you'll find them out it's, there. It is a mashup of the slushy trend and the seltzer trend. Boom, right there. I'm with it. I know. And it gives a lot of people that maybe are hard seltzer drinkers, like they're drinking. You know, a couple national brands because yeah. they taste good, yeah, but right. exactly. they want to support locals, so they're giving them an opportunity to do so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, thanks for coming in, Zach. Thanks so much for Seriously, having me. Seriously, it's been fun. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Oh, Welcome yeah. back. That was fun. <laughs> Wasn't it? To have was someone fun. in the studio, and he was so nice. It was fun. It was a total fun. brought gifts. I know. A little clutch beer. That's a good day. I know. A little bit. You guys, I, I'm not I, mad at it. I, I I did quickly post the uh, instant pot risotto recipe because I think I got cut off because, you know, we're never great with timing on this show. What, what was that? For things to make to keep the kitchen cold. Oh. Because the instant pot oh, is a real I sleeper didn't... if you want. Dude, it saved my grad party. Like the entire grad party was like. Wait, tell me about that. Didn't we talk about that? I don't think so. Maybe you talked about with Elizabeth Reese. I don't know, but I have to tell you that, like, it, because it was 90 that day, I remember. It was 95. So what did you make in the pot? I just, everything. Anything that I, I mean, I had food catered in. You know what I mean? I brought uh, pork and everything in. Yeah. But then we did, uh, because of the making it for the uh, the vegetarians who are, there's a few vegetarians of Jake's buddies. And so we did spaghetti squash, um, barbecue spaghetti squash. And so how do you do that? I just you just cut them in. We had a huge one. So I cut it in half cup of water, 15 minutes, I think. And then you scrape it out. That's it. Like literally it was 15 minutes. And then 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 we just we just put barbecue sauce on it. It's it looks like it's like jackfruit. The same idea for jackfruit. But it feels like pulled pork, but it's squash. It doesn't feel like pulled pork. Let me be clear on this. It does not feel like, but it's like, and actually some of my friends putting it on top of the pork on the tacos. And I was like, that's actually brilliant. Okay. That's really interesting. Okay. I know. So, so in the Instant Pot, just 15 minutes and that was it. And just a quick release. And then you pull it out and you just shred it fast. And then I just doused it in barbecue sauce. Oh, so, I like that. And then put it out with tacos. And then like everybody can like for the vegetarians, they could put whatever else they wanted on top of it. 
But then I also did eggs. I did a whole bunch of hard boiled eggs in there just to have those out. But I think I now it's like I'm blanking. But oh, I did rice and I did that quickly. I did everything like boom, 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 boom. One instant pot. It just didn't stop going. Love and it. then I would just make everything and my I didn't turn my oven on once. Actually, I turned my oven on for like a little bit to heat the to warm up the pork yeah. from the fridge. But honestly, I couldn't have because my house was a million degrees. I was wanting my instant pot at the lake because yeah. I was just like, okay, it's really hot. My husband always wants a star- a starch, yeah, potato, rice, noodle, something, and I was like, ugh, rice. what? Like, I don't like, want to roast wanna potatoes. Put that into, I don't want that heat from the stove to no. get into the air. And so I was just like, oh, if I had my instant pot, I could just make double eggs. Yeah. Or, oh, and that was eggs. I had a friend that was coming to dinner, and she didn't eat meat. So I was like going to make a hearty salad with beans and eggs. And then I had to make eggs on the stove, which is always hard to make them in a saucepan for me when the Instant Pot is so great. Yeah. No, I know. I think I need another one up north. Well, just give me an excuse to buy a new one. I know. I know. And I I I have nowhere to put it. I have no cabinet space up there. This is where I am living in the moment of like jamming things into spaces because I don't have any. I don't have the space that I used to have. Okay. A lady is coming. What do you mean? my house. Oh, to help like right me now? organize. Where? <laughs> no, she's coming in the next couple of weeks to help me organize my pantry. Oh, right. We talked about my that. When is she coming? Cupboards. Next week? Okay. I think it's next week or the week after. So okay. I'll report back on how that goes. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's embarrassing. Oh, God. I tell you what. I tell you what. Hey, uh, it's restaurant week next week. Oh, let's just tap, tap into that, tap shall into we? That. There's a couple things, and you and I are also, uh, we're going to talk about the Anthony Bourdain movie next week. Yeah, because, I put a link up for the free screening, right, and so, I'm going to watch it on, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I am too. So, um, so and we can talk about it yeah, you know, on that I'm, day. I'm, I, I feel weird saying I'm excited to watch it, but Why? I am. It's that weird. I just, I don't know. It's a celebrated human who lived a really great, you know, existence, did a lot of good things. I think really one of the, (laughs) but you know, that's the way it is. I think he could be one of the best storytellers of my time in terms of food. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I do too. I have a feeling. I think he was, I think he was somebody who, you know, 100%, uh, and found his real true calling in life later. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did do all the things that he needed to do to become somebody who had stories to tell. And then he told them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty wonderful. Yeah, I did. I'll be anxious to see it. I know. Hey, we do have a question. We have Mary who's just calling in to ask a question. Mary, you have an Instant Pot question? Hi, Mary. Hi. I bought an Instant Pot at a, in Woodbury at a Minnesota outlet for $35. Nice. Well done, so if you. Looking, if you're looking for a second one, that's a good place to get it. Oh. At Minnesota Outlet in Woodbury? Yep. It used to be like Gander Mountain or something. Huh. Oh. Okay, Mary. I'm all about that. They also nice. usually have some at the Goodwill and Arks Value yep. Village. But I would rather have a new one. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. Mine, so. I get it. Thanks, Mary. You bet. Have a good day. You Thanks. Too. I'm still really on the Instant Pot bandwagon. I'm not going to lie. I still love mine. I know. It's, There's I, no reason why you shouldn't. I tend to cook in it more in the fall and winter, but summer I know, it makes which things is funny. so easy. We are flopped because I barely cook in it in the fall and winter because you I use want your the braise. smells yeah. and I love the oven. And so it's the summertime where I'm like, well, if I'm going to make potato salad, I'd rather just put it in here. You know, yep. I mean, literally, it's so it's just easy. Can I, uh, I want to make a plea, I guess, and you can tell me, are there some downtown Minneapolis and some uptown restaurants on restaurant week? Because 
boy, places like Uptown, like Kitchen Window, uh, that guy's just getting hammered. Well, that's not a restaurant. I know, but it's a place to buy <laughs> kitchen gear, and it's a local place, and we really like that place a lot. They do great cooking school, and they've just been getting hammered in Uptown. The Uptown Art Fair closing has been a bummer for a lot of folks. Amazing Thai has been doing Thai there for 14 years. It's a local family-owned spot. Yeah. You know, the, those people could really use our support right now. Uh, I don't, I, you know. David looking, Fema in downtown Minneapolis. Well, he's downtown, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's definitely that. And the farmer's market has come back to Nicolet Mall. It's coming Cafe back for Cot is sort of, you know, Harmon Place. That's kind of downtown-ish. Yep. Um, I'm just looking through the list right now. Oh, by Cafe the way, Lercotte, that's a great place to go to. They Fogo? have a beautiful pet patio. Fogo de Chao. Oh, that's our friend Kyle. Fogo's on yeah. restaurant week. Kyle, meet up. Get the I, meat sweats. Get the meat. Uh, it's great to me on Westlake Street, which has know? a very beautiful patio that is very underrated. People yes. don't. You go into that patio and you feel like you've been transported to another world. It's so beautiful there. Um, Lake and Irving. That's right in. That's right in. Love, Westlake love, Street. love. Super so creative food, and they have a little parking lot right up behind the restaurant so if you need to go out to lunch with grandma or someone that needs to be close by that's a great spot uh manello obviously on second avenue nicollet island inn those are all there parlor bar um Ruth chris steakhouse yum these are all downtown um uh yeah so there's a bunch there's a bunch hey we do have a quick call we can take this Allie is calling about non-spicy indian hi Allie. Allie, we can take your call quickly what's up Hey, I'm Indian, and I'm having someone, a white woman, over for dinner who doesn't like Indian spicy food. I'd like to make her something Indian, but I'm open to any. What suggestions do you have for me? Um, you I know, mean, is butter chicken spicy? Yeah, I was going to say butter chicken is one of those, you know, easy to make dishes that doesn't yeah. require a lot of crazy ingredients, but it's also so delicious and easy. And then you could just do like pakoras or like little veggie samosas, which are okay. just sort of like little fried pockets. You could pick those up from like Best of India or wherever and then yeah. bring those in and then just do a lot of rice. And I think palak paneer, which is the yeah. cheese in uh-huh. like the spinach sauce is a wonderful dish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I and think tone those... down my spice because when we cook, we you know we you cook jam it Indian up. Way, yeah, right? we we gotta have it amped up. So I would just... say if you have also an Indian restaurant that you love, you know, I would maybe ask them to have like what would be a dish that they would recommend that they have kind of a or birani isn't a low spice level necessarily super spicy. Right. If you if you don't spice it up too much, yeah, yeah, biryani. Okay, yeah, I didn't say it right. Say it again. <laughs> That's all right. Biryani. Biryani. And I can I ask you another question since yep. now you're my Indian food expert? Sure. What What do you call your spice tins that each family has? Daba. Spice daba. Okay. Because you might have to lighten up on your spice daba. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. We'll do. Thanks. For Thank the, you. Love your show. Bye. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I wish I... I could have her on to talk about Indian food. I, I love already told Indian you that food. I loved the Best of India in St. Louis Park just up by yes. the I was like, and the fact that the, I ordered medium and it burned my face off. I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of that heat and more. I mean, all the goods. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of good things, you know, restaurant week um, kind of happening. Um, but also 
there's just um, there's good stuff happening around town. And there are, you know, I know that we just kind of talked about things that are, but there, people are opening. Like Victor's 1959 Cafe yes. is open again, finally, indoor dining. They're just doing Wednesday through Sunday breakfast and lunch, but that's a start, right? Yes. So that's my whole point by saying we're not back to normal. Not everybody can throw open and do all the things. The Chocolate Moose is back open in Ely. If you're heading out there for a Boundary Waters trip, they're doing coffee, homemade pastries, breakfast, and dinner. They've got a burger that was killer, and it's two guys from a guy and a girl from Travail. Oh, yeah. That are up there. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wanted to say, by the way, uh, RIP to Gordy Lundquist. I don't yeah, know if you saw I that. Yeah, I had a Gordy's burger on yesterday for Perfect. in his honor. Perfect. Oh, I'm so glad you did I that. Did. I loved Gordy's, and I haven't been up in a couple years, but wow, it's a legend. 60 years. Yeah, wow. and hit Marilyn, his wife, was behind the counter. Yeah, she's going to be there. Yep. Oh, my God, I love it. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Ciao, ciao.